Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. What's going on, guys? Welcome back once again to the In the Word podcast with your boy Trevor Pope. I pray that your week is going well thus far. It is an honor and a privilege to chop it up with you guys every week. My week is going well. It's a little busy with me recording the podcast and some of the other things that I upload on the internet and also working, you know. Uh, the couple of jobs that I work and also just hanging out with family, family time and, you know, just everything that's going on. Just been a little bit busy, but it has been well. So I am grateful and thankful uh, for God uh, to see another day and just to see these opportunities. You know, I just really been thinking a lot lately about how God has really, truly blessed me to have the life that I have. And what I mean by that is just to meet the people that I've met, you know, um, my wife, my kids, you know, uh, my wife's family, just my family, just the people that God put in, in my life and gave me the honor and privilege to be connected to them. I, I am truly grateful and truly appreciative. Sometimes, you know, we don't take time to sit back and really think about the people that God has put us put around us and the positions that he put us in and the life that he's allowed us to have. And a lot of times when we think about having a great life, a lot of times when people talk about great lives, it's always dealing with money and materialism and things of that nature. But really, when you got great people around you that are supportive, that are loving, that are just a joy to be around, that is truly a blessing and uh, honor because a lot of times you can have all of these other things, these material things and money and things of that nature. And there's nothing wrong with having money, but at the end of the day, if you have those things, but the people that are around you, you can't stand to be around or they get on your nerves or, you know, you don't even want to go in the house uh, because there's no peace in your house. You don't want to be around these individuals or, you know, you, you got siblings that you grew up with that you can't stand, but you have the world at your fingertips. You know, when it comes to physical things, you know, that's not good at all. So, you know, I just wanted to say that on today that I am truly grateful to the Lord for the life that he's given me and for my wife and my kids, my mom, um, you know, friends, family, got some great friends, got some great family. Um, I'm, I'm truly honored and, and I'm truly thankful. And I pray that you guys are thankful and grateful as well, because, you know, that, those are things that you you shouldn't take for granted if you have them. But, yeah, today just wanted to talk about a couple things just seems like a lot has been going on in what some of us would call the church world. It seems that in this season and, you know, something that's been going on for quite a while, but it just seems like lately, you know, especially like the last couple of years, but really the last six months, it seems like uh, a lot of pastors, a lot of allegations have been coming out about pastors and things that they 
either was doing, you know, in the past or that they're doing now. Some of these pastors have passed away and now there's allegations coming out about things that they're doing. Um, you know, they're being exposed. You know, the Lord is pulling the covers off of some of them, off of some of the things that they've been doing. And I'm not here to say any names, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because when you see that for somebody that may look up to their pastor or these pastors, people that they may have trusted that may have really been a blessing to them and have encouraged them in, in the word. If you're not careful, depending on where you held that person, it could be very discouraging and damaging to the point where it could mess you up in your walk. It shouldn't be able to, to do that. But unfortunately, sometimes we as individuals, when we have people in our lives that we trust, that we love, that they've taught us about the Lord, that they've encouraged us, to hold on to our faith. Sometimes we can hold these individuals in a particular place that may not be good, but yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, you, you know, some of these things are alleged. Um, some things, you know, we have pastors out here admitting to and apologizing about, um, some things there's evidence, there's recordings, there's, you know, just a whole lot of stuff. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that today. Not here to name any names because first of all, this is not personal. First of all, this is not even a re really about those individuals. It, it, it's really about you guys and just encouraging you what to do when you see that and how to handle it. So we're not here to stick anybody out and stick anybody's sins out. Obviously, God is dealing with them and prayerfully, you know, they're allowing God to work in this situation prayerfully they're repentive and you know sorrowful for what they've done to the point that they're willing to allow God to 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 work on them to to cause them to turn away from that sin because you know sometimes we see in these type of situations some of these leaders you know they can get prideful you know sometimes they can just never want to admit that, you know, <laughs> no matter how much evidence is there, they don't want to admit like, listen, I messed up. Lord, forgive me. Uh, you know, ask the congregation for forgiveness, maybe the people that they hurt. And when you don't allow God, that chastisement that God has put on you. And, and I've talked about this in the past, when you don't allow yourself to be trained by that and you just really kick against it, it's not going to be good for you. And and the thing is, is God exposes people and he chastised people and put things out in the open this way because he's showing them that, listen, I love you. I want you to get this situation right. We know that he also exposes them because of the people that they've been hurting and getting over on. And But when God gives you an opportunity like that, yes, your ministry may not be the same. You know, the same doors that were open to you may not be open anymore, but here's your opportunity to ask for forgiveness, to allow me to guide you through, you know, this process of getting yourself back together. You know, yes, ministry may not be the same. The respect that people have for you may not be the same, but at least you and I's relationship, God and this individual's relationship can be in the right place because that's all that matters. You want to make sure that you're right with God when you leave here. You know, people are going to always feel a type of way about, you know, about us as individuals, you know, especially preachers, whether we've made mistakes or we haven't. So, you know, it's very important that 
when these people are these particular individuals are caught up in these things and these things come out that they really repent and ask God for forgiveness. But not only that, but allow God to bring them through that process of changing that behavior or changing and turning away from that sin. But one of the things I wanted us to talk about and for you guys to understand, and I think this is something that especially people in the world, they struggle with. Sometimes we don't understand everybody that's preaching isn't called by God. I think every time we see somebody standing behind a pulpit, we see the pulpit, we see all the people, the different people in positions. You know, we go to a service, we see the announcements, everything looks the same as everything in these other churches, like all of these churches, the formats and the musicians, the how things are played, when songs are sung, they're all the same. Sometimes we equate that with, you know, something that God has ordained, but this is the thing. That's not true. You know what I mean? Like, believe it or not, you have individuals out here that have took on the role of a pastor because of the financial, uh, Because of the financial benefits that comes from pastoring, especially when it comes to the salary of some of these pastors, some people take it on as like a career. I've heard many stories where, you know, people haven't been ordained or called by God to shepherd over a flock to be the under shepherd of a flock. But a lot of times they've took on these positions. They learned the lingo. They have went and got the degree. They learned, you know, how you know, how to read the Bible in a way just to kind of be encouraging and just kind of to get the people going. And, you know, a lot of times you'll find them constantly preaching to people about what they can have and who they can be. And a lot of times we think that they're doing the Lord's work, but sometimes it's just a career for them. It's just, you know, this was a great career and an easy career for some of them because, it doesn't take a lot of work for them. It takes them doing a couple services and then don't let them be a great speaker, you know, or somebody that can really preach, as we say, then, you know, all of these other doors are opening and now they're really making money. And a lot of people don't understand that sometimes everybody that we see in these positions are not called by God. And it reminds me of something that Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, and the scripture says, and I say also unto thee, and he was talking to Peter. He says that thou art Peter and upon this rock, listen to what he says. I will build my church. Let's, let's not miss those two words, my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So by Jesus saying my church there, to me, what that is saying is that there's going to be other churches that are not necessarily or not going to be ordained by him or not going to be affiliated with him. And that's what we have a lot of. And people in the world, they really don't get this. We that are spiritual, we that have the Holy Ghost, we that understand the scriptures, we know that all through the Bible, there was false prophets, false teachers, false preachers all through the Bible. The same stuff we see today happening in, in modern day churches. It's all in the Bible. It's been addressed over and over again. People giving fake prophecies, people giving fake words. I talked recently about how Peter was talking about how 
you know, these false teachers with feigned words, they would make merchandise of you. And that word fame means imaginary or made up, like with made up words. And a lot of these people have made up sermons, made up prophecies. So this is not something that is new. But when you don't understand that, and, and even unfortunately, when you are in the church and you don't know that these scriptures exist because you're not really reading, you're dependent on this individual to give you everything. And you're not at least going to read the word for yourself, sometimes you don't realize, listen, this is nothing new. Like these individuals are getting over on you just because they can speak well. And we have a lot of that going on. And like I said, people in the world, when they see somebody fall or they see somebody that was just a crook and a criminal in a pulpit that just didn't mean the people no good. What do they do? They blanket all preachers. They blanket all churches. But what they don't understand is everybody with a pulpit, everybody that's having services with worship uh, uh, singers and songs being sung at the beginning and announcements at the end is not always ordained by the Lord. And it's not to say because God is so beautiful and so awesome that God can still work in the midst of those situations and still be working on people, even though this individual, you know, is a scoundrel and, and a scam artist, because I I'm, I think about something that Paul says. He says, listen, I, I don't want to be preaching and myself be a castaway, because what we don't understand is sometimes is that the word is still powerful. The word is still going to go forth and do what it has to do. So even if somebody is preaching and they don't have the right intentions, some of those words are still hitting and, and still doing what it needs to do in certain individuals' lives. But what we have to understand is we have to remember that everybody that's preaching isn't called by God. And another thing that we do when it comes to these people that we look up to with these, you know, um, these 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 big platforms or have great speaking skills or just are like a great motivator. And that could be in a small church or a large church. Sometimes we if we're not careful, we can idolize these individuals. Sometimes we put them in the place of God, not knowing that we put them in a place of God. And that's why sometimes when you see certain individuals fall from a certain position, you know, not only does the church break apart and that's understandable. Sometimes you're going to have that somebody mess up and the church is just going to collapse because that person is no longer at the head. But the sad thing is, is when the people that were in that church, they also crash and burn. And what I mean by that is that they lose their faith. They no longer believe in God. They no longer now go to services or or are reading their word and things of that nature. And that's because they had too much stock in this individual. And it reminds me of Acts chapter 12, verses 20 through 24. Now we know Herod, King Herod wasn't a preacher, but you know, is so similar to what we see happen in churches and in, in, in Acts 12, 20 through 24 says, and Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him and having made Blastus, the king's chamberlain, their friend desired peace because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, Herod, watch this, arrayed in royal apparel. So he's he's arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. That word oration there means speech 
or sermon. And it says that he made a speech unto them. But in our cases, maybe as a preacher, you have this individual that's arrayed in royal apparel and he makes an oration in the form of a sermon. So I just want to see, show you the similarities here. And it says, and the people gave a shout saying, it is the voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eating of worms and gave up the ghosts. But the word of God grew and multiplied. And the reason why I wanted to touch on that is because the scripture says that in him giving this great speech, but let's look at it on the preacher side. This preacher giving this great sermon did not give God the glory while he was doing so. And believe it or not, we see that a lot of times where these people are giving these sermons that are riling people up and getting them stirred up. But a lot of times, if you're not careful, and this is a red flag, when you hear a preacher constantly talking about themselves, talking constantly talking about what they've done, and they're not giving God the glory, that is a red flag. That is something for you to say to yourself, listen, I got to keep an eye on this because this individual is not giving God the glory. And that's what Herod did here. And it said immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. But what I don't want you to miss is that at the end in verse 24, it says, but the word of God grew and multiplied. So listen, what that's saying is no matter what, God's word is not going to stop. God's word does not stop with certain individuals. So when you see somebody fall or they mess up, they're no longer preaching, um, Listen, the word does not stop with them. We are not supposed to have any individual in some type of place where we feel like if they don't do it, it can't get done. No, God's word is going to continue to grow and multiply. That's why I have a problem when I hear people talk about buying jets and how, oh, I need this amount of money to buy this jet so that I can get to all of these places. It's almost an attitude um, that if I don't get to these places, then these people aren't going to get the pro proper gospel. No, God uses us how he uses us. And I'm not saying that if you can afford a plane to go somewhere and you're doing it the right way, you're not getting it off of the backs of the people that that's a, a wrong thing or a negative thing. But my problem is, is when First of all, you are getting it off the backs of the people. And when you're making it like God needs you to make sure all of these people in different parts of the world get the gospel. No, God's word is constantly growing and it is constantly multiplying. It is constantly going forward in, in all places and doing what it needs to do. The word does not stop with you. If you can't make it to Africa, God will have somebody over there preaching the gospel. If you can't make it to England, God will have somebody over there preaching the gospel. The word does not stop with you. But the thing that we struggle with when we see these people arrayed in this royal apparel, when we hear these people talk about how much they have and what they're driving and what they live in and what they've bought. We're sitting here screaming and hallelujah and getting all excited. And it's, and we're not talking against being excited for people making 
um, accomplishments in their life or having great accomplishments or, you know, buying something or purchasing something. We're not speaking against that. But a lot of times when you hear these individuals speak, it is all about themselves. And when they talk in this way what, and they're not giving God the glory, what it does is it causes the people just to totally focus on them. And what happens when they do that? The people begin to idolize them. And when you look at the word idolize, it means to think of very highly, to worship, to worship as a God, to regard with blind devotion. We should not be putting any human being, I don't care how good they can preach, I don't care how long you've known them, how long they've had a church, they should never be put in the place of God. Everybody should be held in the places where they are supposed to be held at. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't honor your pastor, love your pastor, be a blessing to your pastor, but they should never, ever be put in. In your mind and in your life, in the place of God, they should never be looked at on the level of God, because what happens is when they make a mistake or when they mess up or when God exposes them, it crushes your world because you did not have them in the proper place. You did not have them in that pastoral place or that preacher place. You had them in a God place. You had them in a, a place where only God should have been. But once again, Idolize says to think of very highly, to worship, to worship as a God, to regard with blind devotion. That word devotion means unable to see, sightless, reckless, unreasonable, not controlled by intelligence. And listen, I've seen this in church. I've seen people that they're just reckless with their faith. They're reckless and they're believing, you know, they're just, you know, they're not controlled by intelligence. Sometimes a preacher can be up um, in the pulpit just saying something. It sounds crazy. You don't even need the spirit to discern it. It just sound like foolishness. But because they're not being controlled by intelligence, because they're blind, they're unable to see they just go along with whatever this individual is saying. And when that happens, you have these guys and these women out here taking advantage of the people. The word devotion means commitment or loyalty. So there's a blind commitment there. There's a blind loyalty. I've seen tons of people and heard stories of people where preachers, pastors, ministers, uh, leaders, use these individuals to the point where it just was like, how didn't you see that this person was using you? But I get it. I know how, because what they do is because they know a little bit more word than you. They twist the word. They say things to you to make you feel like if you don't uh, do what they say, that you're not you know, doing the work of God. And then sometimes they'll turn around and, and use the scripture on you and say, oh, don't speak against the prophet of God. And a lot of times they're taking scriptures out of context. If somebody is doing wrong, you have a right as a saved individual, as a person with the Holy Ghost to say something to them. You know, we're not talking about going around and just telling everybody their business and just trying to stick them out and gossiping. But you have a right to say, listen, um, this kind of bothers me. They shouldn't turn around and be like, oh, don't touch not God's anointed and do his prophets no harm. No, let's have a conversation. If you love me, if you're supposed to be giving me the word, if you're supposed to be the one teaching me and helping me to be equipped in the word and to do the ministry that God has called me to do, to do the things that God has called me to do. So we should be able to have this conversation without any offense. Without, It's not like I'm going around and telling everybody I'm talking to you. We have a right to do that. We have a right to say, listen, there's something not right about this 
individual, I don't think I want to go here anymore. When we're not talking about things that happen, little small things and you're just offended by it. We're talking about when the word is not being preached and the word is being twisted and you have evidence of that, you can prove it by going back over the scriptures. You have a right to walk away. They can't make you feel like, oh, if you walk away or if you no, want, no longer want to be a part of what it is that they're doing, that you're going against God. No, you have to know the word for yourself. And that's what really a lot of times is happening and why people are being taken advantage of is because they're not doing enough reading for themselves. They're not praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, listen, help me to understand the scriptures for myself as well. And that's why I said, if you're somebody that, you know, you're not a big reader when it comes to the scriptures, listen, with all of these smartphones, instead of us just constantly watching other videos outside of things to do with the Lord. Listen, turn on the Bible app. They have the audio versions where you could just let the scriptures play. Sometimes when I'm working, you know, I'm practicing more and more to do that because we need to get that word in our system. And what's so beautiful about that is as that that audio is playing, you know, God is downloading things in, into you and making you think about things. But if we constantly just allow these individuals to speak to us and we don't go behind what it is that they're saying, how many know we're going to keep finding ourselves in a position where we are holding them um, in, in a position where we're idolizing them and we're, we're, we, we're looking at them like gods. And then when they fall or they get exposed and we find out they weren't who we thought they were. It, we, we don't allow it to affect our faith now. Our, our relationship with God shouldn't change. Our our mindset on going to church and fellowshipping with other people should not change. And guess what? We as preachers, you know, because I don't want you guys to feel like this is all your fault. You know, if you if you found yourself in this position, because I know there's some some people out there that can speak like nobody's business. I've seen some guys that I respect their orotating skills, the way that they speak, um, the, the, the eloquence of it and just the way they put words together and not, uh, you know, just, just that constant flow. There's some people out there that, listen, they've mastered the craft of speaking. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're speaking God's word. There's nothing wrong with that if you're you know, telling the people what God wants you to say. But a lot of times people have this gift and they're not utilizing it for God's purpose. They're not utilizing it to benefit you. A lot of times they're they're putting people in a trance because the, the words are so sweet. The, the voice is so sweet. The way that they're talking is so sweet. So I get that part of it. And, and I don't want you guys to think that it's just all on you and that you know, you're just bad individuals because you found yourself in this position. But what I do want you to do is keep your eyes peeled, you know, keep your, your you know, spiritually discerned, like ask God, listen, help me to, to know what this person motives are, or help me to catch the things that they're saying that are not of you. But what I wanted to say is we as preachers and pastors and ministers, we have a responsibility as well. And I'm reminded of what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5. And this is our responsibility as preachers and ministry leaders. This is our responsibility. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, for what we preach is not ourselves. Remember, I just said this a little while ago. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. So when we are up preaching 
and and talking about the Lord, whether it's in a church setting, whether it's online, whether it's on a street corner, whether it's at work, it should not be all about us. That's why I tell you, if somebody's up preaching and they're constantly talking about what they have and what their family doing, what they've done and this and that. Listen, that is a red flag because look at what Paul, this is the scriptures. Listen what Paul says again. This is very important. He says, for what we preach is not ourselves. In other words, this is not about us. So if I call myself a preacher, if I call myself an ambassador for Christ, a minister for God, when you hear me talk, it shouldn't be all about myself. It should be but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus sake, for his purpose. We are your servants. We are here to serve. And that's what Jesus said. He says, those that's going to be great among you are going to be those that are servants, those that, that are serving. And a lot of times we see these individuals, they're trying to get you to constantly serve and to take advantage of you and have you doing all these things. And when you're doing these things with blind devotion, without intelligence, and it's not anything wrong with doing something for your pastor or a ministry leader, that that's a great thing. The scripture talks about giving to people in these positions. So we're not talking about that. But when you're doing it with blind devotion, when you're doing it un, unintelligently, you will find yourself in trouble. And this is how people are taken advantage of. This is how women are taken advantage of. This is how some of these women and men, kids are taken advantage of. That's why we've seen a lot of the pedophilia in the Catholic church. And, and, and you know, we're not comparing necessarily what, what uh, you know, we're not necessarily comparing Catholicism to Christianity, but I, I want to say what we've seen happening in the Catholic Church is because of these families respecting this person as almost like a God. And it happens in the Christian church as well. We give the preacher or the or the pastor too much power and, and we trust them to the point of with our kids almost to a fault. And I'm not saying that some of them can't be trusted. And guess what? If we're not careful, there's so many stories right now of these pastors taking advantage of of some of these families, younger kids, females and males. So you have to be very careful in how you place ministry leaders, including myself, that you be careful in how you position us and where you place us. It's all right to respect us. It's all right to love us. It's all right to be a blessing to us, but never put us in the place of God. You should never allow me to get up here and start talking crazy to you and start saying crazy things. And you know that it's outside of the word, but because you respect me for doing these shows and doing this podcast, that you just kind of stay quiet, that you still have like a blind devotion. No, 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 no. Either you should say something to me or either you should just walk away. When you hear me saying stuff that's contrary to the word and that has nothing to do with God, listen, you have to make sure that you protect yourself and not find yourself, you know, being carried away with a bunch of foolishness and nonsense. Because guess what? We've seen in the past when people have had blind devotion to people like David Koresh and Jim Jones. And those are those are kind of extreme measures where people have lost their lives. But just think about on even lower levels when people have had these blind devotions and it has messed their faith up for life. You know, like some of these people have walked away from God and blamed God when 
doing. God had nothing to do with it if they had just read their scriptures and compared what these leaders were saying according to their scriptures. They would have knew that this individual is not representing God. But a lot of times that is not what is happening. And, you know, when you look at Acts chapter uh, 10, verses 25 through 26, I, I love this um you know, when it comes to Peter, because like I said, we have a responsibility as preachers and ministry leaders to let you know and help you to understand what position we play and how we should play this particular position in your life and in, in our lives as well. Like we should never allow you to place us in a particular position, especially when we see you doing that. But look at what Acts chapter 10 verses 25 and 26 says. It says, and as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. Remember what we talked about? We talked about what idolized was. So here this man, you know, Peter walks in, Cornelius meets him and he falls down and, and worships him. Listen what 26 says, Acts 10 and 26. But Peter took him up saying, stand up. I myself also am a man. So Peter did not allow him to put him in a position that he should not have been in. But guess what? There are individuals that will let you worship them. They will let you fall down at their feet and stay there. They're not going to stand you up. They're going to leave you right there because now they're going to say, oh, I got them. Now I can get them because they hold me in this type of regard. Now I can get them to do whatever it is that I want them to do. We see Paul, he does the same thing. And if you study the scriptures all through the New Testament, those that were ambassadors for Christ, those that were representatives and messengers for Christ, when people started to try to put them in a position of God, they shut it down ASAP immediately. But Paul, when we look at Paul, when he had healed a guy that was crippled, Acts 14 verses 11 through 18, it says, and when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying in the in the speech of Lycaonia, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. Look, look, they're trying to put Paul in a place of God. They said the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. Remember, we talked about speakers. Remember, <laughs> look, look, they they're caught up in this healing that was done and 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 look they these guys were great speakers they they were representing but guess what i love paul and barnabas because they weren't they weren't trying to do what we see happening here these people just got so caught up in seeing how god was using them but look what it says it says and they called barnabas jupiter and paul mercurius because he was the chief speaker then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. So now they're ready to start doing sacrifices, which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes. Listen to what it says. And ran in among the people, crying out. Stop, stop. They cry. They ran in crying out and saying, sirs, why do ye these things? 
We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God. So listen, only thing we're here for is to be used by God. We're, we're here, you know, laying hands, people are getting healed. But the most important thing we're here to do is preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God. How do we know that they are true representatives of God? Because they are here representing God only. They're not here to represent themselves because if they were, they would allow these people to make these sacrifices. They would allow these people to put them in the place of God. And guess what? They could have lived their best life in that particular situation, which we see a lot of these individuals doing. They're living their best life because they've allowed the people to put them in the place of God. And because the people are doing it with blind devotion, they don't realize it. And because this individual that is, is living off of these people that should have, just like we see Paul and Barnabas do, just like we saw Peter do, they should have been loving enough to say, listen, but because, but, but you know what? It's, they don't love these individuals because they wouldn't allow the people to be worshiping them and putting them in the place of God. But if they did love you, they would say, listen, don't, don't do that. Don't put me in the place of God. Don't place me somewhere that I'm not supposed to be. But guess what? A lot of these guys out here are not doing that because by you worshiping them and idolizing them, it is putting them in the place of God and allowing them to live an extravagant lifestyle because they know that when you have them in this type of regard, they can tell you anything and get you to do anything. But let's read once again, uh, verse 15 and saying, sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein, who in times past suffer all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness and that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, scarce restrained they the people. So by them emphasizing that, listen, it's all about God. It's not about us. They were able to get the people to stop. 18 says, and with these sayings, scarce restrained they the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them. That's the responsibility that we have as ministry leaders and preachers. When we see somebody putting us in the place of God. And we're not talking about compliments. We're not talking about somebody saying, listen, that word encouraged me. I appreciate you. We're not talking about that. We know we look, we see how extreme this is. We know when people are getting to the place where they're just, they're going over the top and just really putting you, you you're going to know if you're a preacher out there listening to me right now, you know, when somebody's going overboard and when they're just putting you in a place that, you know, as an individual, you shouldn't be. We should be addressing that like, listen, no, all glory be to God. This is all about God. And that's what I love about Paul and Peter and Barnabas, because when they saw the people trying to worship them and put them in certain places, they stopped them immediately. But the unfortunate thing is, is 
You're not going to have a lot of people out here that's going to do that. So that's why you have to be in a position yourself to not even find yourself in that position, to not even find yourself in a position worshiping a man that ha- that has like passions like you. We're not telling you not to respect the man of God, your pastor or whoever, the preachers. Of course, you respect them as as a as a leader of God, as a man of God, as one called by God but never to put them in the place of God. And I think that's why we see so many people being taken taken advantage of financially, taken advantage of mentally, taken advantage of sexually. Like that's why we see these things happen because people are not putting these ministry leaders in the proper place. And With everything that's going on, I wanted to just talk to you guys about that briefly because don't allow what you see happening now, people being exposed or people coming out confessing sins to discourage you or to make you feel, especially if you're in the world, especially if you're somebody that you're on the fence about, you know, the Bible and about Jesus and, you know, you're, you're really soul searching and, and, and really maybe God is is dealing with your heart and you're struggling with really just opening you up your arms and saying, Lord, I surrender, receive me. What must I do to get saved? Don't allow what you see constantly coming out in the news, constantly coming out on social media to make you feel like this is who God is or these are representatives of God because a lot of them, they're not called by God. A lot of these churches are not necessarily ordained by God. Like I said, a lot of these guys have took these pastoral positions as career paths. And then you got some that they just messed up that are called by God and unfortunately allowed the power, the money, or, you know, the position to cause them to make a bad decision. And prayerfully, they will make the right decision and and take the chastisement that God has put on them, take the, you know, it's the humiliation that comes with being exposed, but also allowing God to train them through that process and get them get them to the place where he wants them to be. Like I said, everything may not be the same for them. People may not respect them the same, but at least their relationship with God will be back intact. And that's all that matters when we die is that God feels the right way about us. It's not about what we've done in the past and how we've messed up because we're all going to make some type of mistakes. And sometimes people hold the past against us that we had before we even got saved. So you're going to have people that's going to do that. But when you get right with God, all the other stuff, it doesn't really matter. But I wanted to encourage you guys, don't allow these things to discourage you. God is doing something. He's exposing, he's 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 opening doors, he's closing doors. You know, he he wants you as an individual to learn of him. He wants you to be in the right place. So sometimes when your favorite preacher gets exposed and something comes out about him, it could be heartbreaking. It may make you feel like, oh, well, who can I trust? And if they couldn't stand it, no, it's not about them. It's about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what keeps us. It's not about us keeping ourselves and how gifted we are. It's not about that. So if you see these things happen, pray for that individual. Pray that they get back to the right place. But don't you fall with them. Don't you follow behind them. Don't you lay down now because of what has happened in their life. No, that should cause you to go stronger. That should show you that, listen, I have to make sure that I am getting in this word for myself, that I am praying to God for myself so that 
I don't find myself on that same road. So I just wanted to encourage you guys. Listen, yes, there's a lot going on. Um, If you're saved, this is nothing new to us, but it's how we process it. It's how we handle it. Um, According to the word, we should not allow it to discourage us in our faith. And if you're in the world and you don't, you know, and you have you, 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 you're on the outside looking in at the church and you're constantly saying this and that's why I don't go to church and that. That's because you have no understanding that all churches do not belong to God. You have to pray and ask God to lead you. And I'm telling you, he's going to lead you somewhere where somebody's going to love on you and give you the word and only glorify him, only talk about him, only point you to him. Because when you're pointed to him and you embrace him and he becomes your rock, then that's what keeps you. But if I start preaching to you and talking to you and everything is about me and I'm trying to get you to hold on to me, then me and you both going to sink. We both going to go down because at the end of the day, I am not God. That preacher over there that you may have been following, he's not God. Or, you know, it, it's, it's not about us. It's always about him. And that's why we preach not ourselves, but we preach ourselves as But that's why we don't preach ourselves. You know, we preach Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as servants, as your servants for Jesus sake. In other words, for Jesus purpose. So know that I love you guys. I pray that this encourage you because this is a something that's been going on for years. But now it just seems like it is off the chain with all of these leaders being exposed and some of these individuals and and some of them are allegations and, and like I said some people have come out and admitted um and there's some evidence behind some of these things um you know but some of these people that we see being um put out there some of them are very popular they have huge followings and I wanted to encourage you guys if you are following some of these individuals listen don't allow what's going on with them to change your faith in God or to change your walk in God because they have to go through what they need to go through and repent and do what they need to do before God in the way that they need to do it. You just need to be praying for them and praying with them. Hopefully they are praying and hopefully they're not kicking against the chastisement of God. Hopefully they're not trying to, you know, grab that spiritual belt that they're being spanked with and running all around. Hopefully they're sitting there and allowing God to, Give them that chastisement and and just really humble themselves and, and allow God to bring them back to the place where he desires them to be. But don't you get caught up in it. Stay strong. Stay in the word because it's the only thing that's going to keep us, guys. But know that I love you guys. And to the next time we get together on the podcast, shalom.